0: Hi, everyone. Good morning. So uh, today's passage, Acts 8, 26 to 40, fascinating story about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. So uh, looking at Philip in this passage, uh, I noticed that God, God prompts him a lot and tells him to go from here to there, there. Right? Verse 27, rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza, which was a desert place. So there's nothing there. It's the wilderness. And verse 27, he, he rose and went. And then he sees the Ethiopian eunuch who is who is essentially, he's like the secretary of the treasury. So he must have a this huge entourage with him, right? It's not just his chariot. I mean, he probably has has like an yeah. army with him. Yeah. And God tells him, go over and join this chariot. So it says Philip ran to him. Then he explains Isaiah 53 to him. And then verse 39, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. So we see, um, we see Philip quick to obey God's prompting. And I was thinking, what does it take to be someone like Philip? Well, I think we need to be okay with interruptions to what we're doing. I think it takes someone who's open to being interrupted. And if we insist on not being bothered while we're, you know, like doing our thing, then we might miss a lot of how God is prompting us. Even if what we're doing, what we're engaged in is, is something for ministry. I think that for us... Um, God's not going to suddenly like sweep us away to some random place like Temecula or something, <laughs> you know, like in my experience, God's prompting happens through just hearing about need. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this person needs help, so I'm going to help them. Oh, this person is like visiting their family, like their their dad has cancer and they're they're coming to visit the hospital, but oh, they're like kind of close to us. Oh, maybe we can go visit, you know. There's an email that gets sent out for a volunteer like, oh, we need to help set up for this retreat early so anyone can take a day off work. Um, okay, well, let me see if I can do that, you know, and, and it requires us to have emotional room in our hearts. Because I think if we feel like our lives are like up to here and we don't have any margin, then when we're, we're just going to ignore any interruption and we're just actually not even going to notice it. Mm. And uh, the thing is, how do we become a person in the margin who has the capacity to know this and listen to God's prompting, and quickly obey? Well, it's, it's a bit counterintuitive, but I think it's to learn, it's, 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 we have to learn to embrace interruptions and embrace more than we feel comfortable with in the first place. And that actually leads to uh, growth in capacity. And this is something that Pastor and Kelly have really been emphasizing with the full-time leads, you know, who are busy all day with—they're not, like, watching movies— day they're busy with ministry and he really challenged all of us to be open to interruptions that doesn't directly necessarily have to do with our personal agenda
1: yeah i think a second thing that we can learn from philip is that you don't need to be impressive to reach quote-unquote impressive people i mean if you look at the ethiopian eunuch's resume he is really impressive he's in control of the entire nation of ethiopia's treasury and philip is just some guy Uh, What can Philip offer this high-ranking official? And similarly, I think we might think, I'm just some regular person. I might be awkward. I'm not charismatic. What can I offer someone who seems, you know, maybe not powerful, but someone who seems so confident, talented, more sociable, they have a lot going on. Um, Yet, because Philip had the gospel, what he had to say to the Ethiopian eunuch was of infinite value. It was worth more, actually, than all the treasures of Ethiopia. And so in the same way, my confidence needs to be like Philip's confidence. Confidence in that God has sent me as his ambassador with the best news that anyone could ever receive. Your sins are forgiven, and if you accept Jesus as your Lord, you can gain eternal life.
0: Mm Yeah, so I was also thinking about the Ethiopian eunuch, Um, and I was thinking, you know, who gave him Isaiah 53? Like, someone gave him that scroll, that scripture, how did he get it, you know? And someone reached out to him at some point, because he's from Ethiopia, Yeah. like, how is he going to, why is he going to Jerusalem to worship, you know, something happened uh, before Philip met him, and his faith you know it's just not complete and he needed a guide to help him understand the gospel so philip is entering into this ethiopian eunuch spiritual journey midstream and he just plays a role of guiding him to salvation and then after that god quickly sweeps him away to other towns i mean we're not really sure why but um and i was thinking that whenever we meet a student we're entering into their spiritual journey midstream yeah. right? we don't know what role god wants us to play in their lives we don't know how god worked in their lives beforehand um we need but we need to be faithful to them and to love them and to guide them with scripture as much as we can. And you know, I was thinking if someone comes and they they seek for a while and then they leave, you know, they they come for a year or two and they don't stick around. Uh they don't join our church, they don't become a member or part of our team. Um yeah, I mean, I think it'd be nice if that happened and I think it's our it would be our goal to make them into disciples, you know. It is our vision for Uh, people to join team. But if that doesn't happen, I don't think we need to be particularly down about that, uh, as long as we did our best in ministering to them. And I was just struck that I need to be humble about how God wants to use me in ministry. Maybe it's to introduce somebody to Isaiah 53. Maybe it's to guide them and tell them about the good news of Jesus. Maybe it's to lead them to get baptized. Maybe it's to fully disciple them and to to become a team member to join us. Who knows? Uh, But we just need to be faithful to each person God brings into our midst.
1: Yeah, so lastly, I just want to sum up for us what it takes to be a good evangelist and be faithful to whatever people God places in our lives, like John was talking about. And I think... So I made like this list, but I think it's pretty doable. It does not require you to have special talents or abilities. So first, I think we need to not be caught up in our own pursuits and desires so that we are available for God's prompting and his work. Um, Then we actually need to quickly obey God's prompting in our lives, whether through his word, uh, through people, or even sometimes just a hunch. Um, For example, um, in terms of like quickly obeying, Philip ran up to the chariot. He was very quick to respond to God's prompting. Uh, Three, we need to learn to open our mouth. Literally, in verse 35, it says Philip opened his mouth. (laughs) And we also need to have a little bit of courage to strike up a conversation, um, to maybe even ask us some good questions. Uh, Four, we need to notice spiritual opportunities in our interaction with people, like how Philip noticed that the Ethiopian eunuch was reading Isaiah 53 and using that as a starting point for his conversation. And then lastly, we need to have some basic Bible knowledge to explain God's word and then share the content of the gospel with them. Mm -hmm. So overall, doable, and I think it's something that we can all practice.
0: Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.